Welcome to season six of the Coach Pony podcast. We are here to help you get paid to coach and sometimes to find clients you just need your questions answered. In this very cheesy 80s theme season of the podcast, join me, Christy Mims, a career and business coach, and Bobby Palmer, a dating coach, as we answer your burning questions about your coaching business so you get more paying clients. Because after building six and seven figure businesses of our own, we've learned a few things. So with that, let's get down to business. Welcome to the Coach Pony Radio Hour, where we take your burning questions about running a coaching business. I see the lines are lighting up. So who is our first caller? Caller, welcome. You are on the air. Hey, Coach Pony. This is Derek calling in from Tower Records. I'm hoping to get the new Wham! Kissingle for my car tape deck. Won't that be sweet? Anyway, I'm a second-time caller. I've heard people talk about getting referral partners in the coaching business. What is that, and should I have some? I love this question, caller. Let me address what referral partners are, and then I'll turn it over to Bobby for her hot take. So a referral partner is an agreement you set up with someone where... Either they refer business to you or you refer business to them, or ideally you make an agreement together and you both refer business to each other. And in that agreement, you actually agree to give each other often referral bonuses, a small amount of um, money payout that you set up ahead of time, that you agree to ahead of time. Often it's a percentage of the program or product that you're offering in exchange for everyone they send your way who purchases your program or your offer. So that, in a nutshell, is what a referral partner is. So Bobby, what's your hot take on if someone should have referral partners? Tell me. Just like we talked about with bartering, it's a maybe for me. And we could talk about the pros and cons as we continue. Okay, well, it's a hot yes for me. Oh, yeah. So I'm taking the opposite (laughs) position now. Of course. I suspect we will be in agreement before the end of this call for the caller. So don't worry. I think it's a yes, because there's always going to be clients who aren't a fit for you if you're a private coaching. And so having some people in your niche who could coach them if you don't think you can for whatever reason, maybe they're not a personality fit, maybe their goal is just slightly different from your specialty, whatever it might be, is a wonderful way to not only help a coach, but help you and help your clients. So everyone wins in this scenario. Another coach gets a client they wouldn't have. You get to send someone to the help that they need and they get the help. Then you get a little bit of a bonus for your, as a thank you for your effort. And I also think they're really, really good when you have people related to you that can also help your clients, like a divorce coach working with a divorce lawyer, for instance. Um, having referral partners that are related means you can help your clients get more services when they need them. And finally, we always trust people who give us recommendations. You know, you ask your friends what their favorite restaurants are and trust that or what bands they're listening to or whatever it might be. You look at those reviews on Amazon. So when someone's recommended, when someone recommends you as a coach, that carries a lot of weight and they're much more likely to take you seriously. So I think it's always great to have these relationships in your network for a variety of reasons. And we'll get into those even more. But Bobby, you said maybe. So tell me about that. I think I'm more like a yes, but. Ah, ooh, I love this. Yes, but what's the but? Well, it's kind of the same thing we talked about in our other episode about bartering. You talk about relationships, right? This is a really special and important relationship. And I completely agree that it could be so advantageous, not just to you, to them, but also, again, to the person that really needs services. 
the idea though goes back to just doing a really good job and a really a thoughtful job of selecting the partner, the people that you want to partner with and making sure that the agreement between the two of you is really solid and respectful and professional. So one thing I want to dig into that you brought up, Bobby, is why referral partners might not be good. So now we're in agreement. Yes, yes, they are good, but there are some Mm -hmm. things to consider. And so one of the things to consider with referral partners is that you can get someone who's not great. And that can mean a couple of things, meaning they're actually not a great coach. So you don't want to send people to them. So you need oh, to yeah. be really careful to select people whose work or whose program, if you're if it's a program that you feel you would refer them for free. If you would do it for free, that's a great thing. Even that's better that you're getting paid, but like that needs to be kind of the gold standard. Two, you can get people who are like, yeah, yeah, or for business to you, but they never do. And if you set up it's a two-way street and it doesn't feel like it, it can lead to resentment. What else do you think are pitfalls in the referral partner relationship, Bobby? Technology. Yes. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's you, talk about that. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because you know this story so well. We both do. I mean, the reality is in order to have a really solid referral relationship, you rely on technology so that when someone clicks over to them or they click over to you, I mean, that's how you're, it's generally not let's call each other and make this referral. So a lot of times it really is based on technology. And so you can tell so-and-so clicked over to so-and-so's website and your agreement is that that person gets an 18%, you know, whatever it is, a referral fee. And then that gets paid every month, let's say to a certain PayPal account or to a certain bank account. I mean, there's usually technology involved as opposed to two people talking on the phone and saying, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks. If you're going to have any kind of volume, that's the way to do it. And technology is complicated in some ways. So it can fail and it's really disappointing. It takes a lot of time sometimes to set up and to keep it working properly. So it's something to consider. Yeah, I want to unpack that even further. What Bobby's referring to is when you are working with people with large communities or large email lists, and they're going to be referring um, at scale. So if Bobby and I have a referral partner agreement just amongst ourselves for our one-to-one coaching packages, um, and we're sending each other people, we can just send an email, oh, I sent you Bob. Um, Bob might even tell me on the phone that Bobby referred him, and it's really easy to track that relationship. But as you grow as a coach, as you get bigger and develop a much larger community, you can start to seek out referral partners who have big email lists so they can send a, you know, an email blast to their list about you and you'll start to get hundreds or maybe even thousands of people hitting your website because of it. And the way that it's tracked is through a, a tracked link. You'll give each referral partner a special link. So you always know that person sent this person over. But as Bobby points out, there's a lot of things in technology that can break that. So if the person um, is signed up to both email lists. If they're on my list and they're on her list, and even though she referred them, when they check out, they click my link to buy, not hers, then I, it's not tracked as her her referral. Or if they're on mobile, but they purchase on desktop, that's not tracked as her referral. We've, you know, Potentially, they might come back to the website directly and we've lost the referral link. Or sometimes technology just fails. So when you see people having huge launches, Everyone in your inbox seems to be talking about their launch and telling you about their bonus package and why you should sign up for this person's program. They're using referral and technology. They're doing referral bonuses for sure, but they're just doing it at scale and using a lot of technology. 
So just wanted to let you know if you're curious, that's what's happening. But it's imperfect. Mm -hmm. It's imperfect. It takes a whole center to manage. Usually your email service provider, uh, like Entreport, uh, will have an affiliate center. And so you can set it up and issue people their individual links. But it takes a lot of time and effort to stay on top of your affiliates, to make sure that they email when you want them to, to make sure the links are working and that the sales are being tracked accordingly, all this other stuff. And sometimes it's not worth it to set up unless you really, really do have a lot of affiliates with really large followings. Otherwise, it can be done manually a lot of the time, especially if it's for private coaching and you can put a little thing in your checkout box that says referred by. So there's different ways to do it, but I just wanted to unpack that for anyone who's really new and doesn't understand what's happening. But Bobby's right. Yeah. So it requires a lot of planning and it requires a lot of communication between the two parties and trust. It it really does require trust. I mean, I've had a situation where I uh, was a referral partner and I sent out, I don't know, I think three emails to my list about this person's program, which by the way, never do unless you're sure it's a really excellent program. Mm -hmm. Never do just for the money. I love what you said, Christy. I only would do it for people that I would refer people for free. So it's yep. not about making a few bucks. It's about helping my clients get what they need. Yeah, for sure. But I've had a situation where I did refer and I referred a lot of people. And, you know, three weeks later or a month later when the payment was supposed to come out, this poor, <laughs> I felt so bad for this coach because he's having to send out emails saying, my affiliate center completely broke down and I have no idea. And it wasn't, you know, that he was trying to put anything over on someone, but that could hurt your business, hurt your relationships. What did he do? How did he resolve that? All these affiliates had mailed for him and he had no way to tell who sales were who. What did he decide to do? He went back and tried manually, but uh, we basically had to say, look, we trust that you did your best and kind of had to give it up. You know, part of the relationship is understanding that shit like that happens. Mm -hmm. And we know he wasn't trying to cheat anybody, at least on my end. I know he wasn't trying to cheat me. And I don't know, I think he sent me a few hundred bucks and it was kind of like, okay, that just happens. Choose great partners. Uh-huh. Don't do it just for the money. And also do it to help others. There's people I just really, really like. Yeah. As, as a human being, and I love their work. When I do referrals, I don't think about the money, to tell you the truth, as much as I do about helping other people. I, well, I'm lying. I like the money. <laughs> but it's not the only reason I do it. So I want to take a moment to check in with our station identification. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to get referral partners, how to keep them, and what kind of fees people are charging. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this message. The TikTok dances, the Instagram reels, the endless LinkedIn connections. Ah, that does it. Couch school, take me away. Lose your cares in your coaching business by joining Couch School. It's free weekly business training you can do from your couch. Designed to help you start and grow your coaching business. And it's delivered right to your inbox on Sunday mornings. Pamper yourself and your business. Go to www.coachpony.com to sign up and feel better now. That's coachpony.com.
Welcome back. I feel like this caller is getting a lot for their money. So, Bobby, I want to talk about what people are charging, how to get referral partners, and how to keep them. So why don't you start off with how to get referral partners and any Mm -hmm. thoughts on keeping them? Tell me. How to get referral partners is is looking at people, again, that you like and that you trust and that you feel like you have or you can develop a good relationship and someone that offers services that align with what your clients are looking for and what they need. So your example earlier was good. Like I'm a dating coach and a good referral partner for me, well, actually a good partner that has referred to me are psychologists. I get a lot of referrals from psychologists because they have the same audience in a lot of ways, but they don't offer the same services. I have women, for example, that go through therapy and then they refer to me to give them actual practical dating advice. And how did you build those relationships? In this example, one of their clients knows about my business. So it goes both ways. They may start with a therapist, for instance, and then go to me or vice versa. So I've had several psychologists and therapists and so forth whose clients have actually told them about Date Like a Grown-Up, and they've contacted me. So sometimes they find me. Other times I go out and I look for services that my clients need that I don't offer, or maybe they do better. There's not everything I'm really expert at. And so there's some things that they do better or they do a little differently that some of my clients might like the alternative. And I find them online. For me, I built my referral network just because I was networking at the time looking for career coaches for the Revolutionary Club, which is my first business, one I still have today. It's all about career coaching. So I, as a new business owner, was just networking my socks off with other career coaches, just trying to learn what they were doing, trying to build a support network and all all that other stuff. And because of that, I learned, obviously, about their specialty, their flavor, who they most wanted to serve, their ideal clients, and was then able to start developing referral relationships as we got a little bit more comfortable with each other. And that became really common. And then I started to look, again, part of my networking, I was just trying to meet any coach. And I stumbled on health coaches and date coaches and other folks who had the same type of clients that we all were catering to professional women. And so then I would start to develop a relationship with them and then pitch the idea of like, hey, your clients are struggling. Like with Bobby, I said, hey, your clients are struggling with love. And sometimes they're so tired by work, they're having trouble to make time to date. What if I was able to help them with a work piece so that you could then really help them find that love piece and talked a little bit like that. And so we were able to uh, start to build relationships that way. So that's how I found my people which is slightly different from Bobby, but every approach is good. Bobby, how did you keep your referral partners? Hmm. You keep them by setting up a really transparent, honest, mutually respectful relationship and really following their work as well. I think that's important. So what we do usually, and you probably do this too, Christy, we're on each other's lists. We can see what projects they're working on. We see what they're offering and how they're supporting people. And really making sure that they're still aligned with the same target audience and doing the same work that'll help people that we want to help. And keeping the relationship is coming through with making the payments on a regular basis. And I get on the phone with them like once a month and I talk to these people and keep some kind of personal connection as well. Yeah. 
it's all really comes down to human connection. You know, stay mm-hmm. involved, stay on their radar, obviously make your program amazing so that they hear only good things from the people that they send you. All of those are really, really good. I don't have referral partners for Coach Pony. It's a choice that we made just because of the way our business operates, except for our students. Periodically, we allow our students to become referral partners and affiliate partners with us for our our Build a Real Business program, because I want people, only people who've been through the program to be talking about it, because I think that's so powerful. But there's a lot of different ways to approach it. And um, if you, I think if you just treat people like humans, you can develop a great referral partner relationship. Yeah. And the thing to remember is there's not competition. It's not about competition for people that do offer services that are like yours, right? I mean, I think when I was an early coach, I, I was worried about other being involved with other dating coaches because they're the competition. But we all do things so differently. And unfortunately, there's so many people who need help and need support. There's plenty to go around. So I love the idea of being able to say, you know what, I may not be the right coach for you, but I know this person is. And I usually, by the way, when I refer I like to be able to give more than one. I, I have two coaches that I refer mostly. And that means the client really gets to make the selection. And I know they both do really good work and they do a little bit differently. And that client can then sort of make the decision. So it's not coming directly from me. No, I do that too. Now, um, I often get asked for coach referrals in different niches, given that I have this whole thousands of people in my community who are coaches. And I'll often send over like a short list of a few names mm-hmm. and yeah. with a little bit of sentence on why I recommended each of them. And then I'll mm-hmm. tell the person to go and see which one feels like the best fit, talk to them, and then they can make the choice. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I don't, in my case, I'm not, I'm not in a referral partnership. I'm just referring because I like to do it. But, and I get asked a lot, but yeah, I love that. I love that approach. Yeah. And so I really value these relationships. I've had these relationships for, you know, a dozen years And sometimes it's just sort of like connecting and saying, what can we do together? You know, how can we help each other? And that's the bottom line of what it's really about. And now I want to switch gears for just a quick second and talk briefly about percentages and fees. So for anyone who's like, oh my gosh, this sounds awesome. I want to do this. And they're wondering, but what do I like? What do I charge? How does this work? Let's talk about that. So, Bobby, do you want me to kick it off? Kick it. So, what I traditionally tell people is, if you're one-on-one coaching, which a lot of folks I know listening to this podcast probably are, um, or you're referring to someone as a one-on-one coach, usually it's about a 20, 20 to twenty-five percent referral bonus. So, if you're charging five thousand dollars for a coaching package, you might send someone a thousand dollars for referring you a client. And it's usually a percentage, not a flat rate. Uh, It depends on the package. The reason for this is you need to make the referral bonus interesting enough that people are actually willing to do the work to send you someone. It is work for them. And you also want to be front of mind in their memory, you know, out of sight, out of mind. People aren't going to keep referring people to you indefinitely without any kind of either contact or award or whatever it might be. So you want to make it juicy enough that they remember you (laughs) and that they're, they're happy to do it. For group programs where the program price might be $1,000 or $1,500, I wouldn't send a referral bonus of 1000 but I would send a referral bonus a percentage of maybe 40 or 50%. And the reason it's higher is because the overall price is lower, and it goes back to you need to make it interesting. So if you are sending me a 10% referral bonus and your program is $250, you're sending me $25, bucks. So that's not interesting to me. 
you know, it's it's effort for me to send you someone to send the email to do whatever. So you need to make it interesting, which is why the percentage is higher for these programs that don't require as much work on your own delivery. One-to-one coaching requires a lot of work with the clients, which is why you keep more of it. If you've got 20 people in a class and you add a, a 21st person from the referral, it's not really adding any extra work to your plate. So you can afford to give a higher percentage that way to still make it interesting to the people. Anything to add to that, Bobby? Let's talk about the different sort of layering of referral bonuses as well, because I may have an entry-level program that I'm going to be selling, and I want you to mail out to your list, and let's say that program's $49. I'm going to give you the 49 bucks now, because I'm bringing them in at that lower level, and then I'm going to try to upsell them to a higher-level group or private program. So then you have to make an agreement or decision with your partner are you collecting or are you giving referrals all the way through your funnel or is it just for that entry-level program? Yeah. What Bobby's talking about is something very, very advanced for coaches with communities and somewhat sophisticated sales funnels. So I just want to say if this is starting to sound confusing to you, I understand you can just keep it really simple by agreeing to a specific percentage on your price of program like I suggested. But if you are interested, this is a really cool conversation that Bobby has started. Because sometimes coaches sell a lower price product up front. I call this a loss leader in our Build a Real Business program. Highly encourage you to join um, the program so you can learn more about this. But then they'll be selling more. So when you do a launch, you sometimes sell a cheaper product up front. And then you actually sell a much more expensive product on the back end. So Bobby mm-hmm. um, is saying, are you going to give people the back end as well as the front end? And I have an answer to this, but go ahead. T- tell us more. Okay. So generally, like you're talking about, you want to make it interesting. So generally, your referral partner may not make a lot in the front end, but they will maybe get the larger payoff in the back end if it's like a private coaching or group coaching program. That may be where they really get that interesting referral bonus. So if you're doing a two-step launch, make sure that you are giving them a piece of the back end. That would be my answer because, again, I'm not necessarily going to be interested in a 50 buck referral payout. It takes me Mm -hmm. effort to mail to my community because if you're doing a launch like this, I'm assuming you're working with bigger affiliates who have larger communities. It takes effort to mail to my community. It also means I'm not doing something for my business if I'm mailing for you, right? Because I can only send so many emails to my community before they get annoyed with me. So you need to make it worth my while. So that's something else to think about as you get more advanced. You know, How is the affiliate payout going to work through your whole sales funnel if you've got something on the back end, a bigger program or offer that's ultimately what you're getting people into? I love that. And so with that, we should start to recap. And before we do, we, of course, are sponsored by chocolate. And today's chocolate is lint. It is hazelnut milk chocolate. It's really fattening. So please don't eat the whole bar unless you're me and you don't look at the calories ahead of time, which was a mistake. And also, let's check in with our other sponsor. We'll be right back. Okay, and welcome back to the recap. So, Bobby, I'm going to kick it off and say thing number one to remember is that referral partners are ultimately a good thing and it's good to have them in your business. Number two, Bobby, over to you. Agree, good thing. Make sure that you set it up in a really specific way with people that you have a great relationship with. Yes, choose people you would refer for free, even though you are going to set up a relationship where you get paid, but make sure you're recommending people you would do for free. 
and make sure that when you have partners, you make it worth their while to refer you. I love it. Referral partners really can be a win, 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 win for you and your business, which is why we are so strongly recommending them. Networking and being a little bit proactive is a great way to find them. So get out there and go find yourself some referral partners. And thank you, caller, for that amazing question. And so let's see what else is on the line. I see the phones are going crazy. So who's... Radio. 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 Thanks for listening. You're awesome, coach. 